This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 161 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one dedicated to the world of boxing. If you've only just stumbled across us, you know what to do by now. Get on our website, fightdisciples.com, and subscribe to this nonsense that we knock out on a week-by-week basis. Also, if you're already a subscriber uh, and you uh, consume us through iTunes, if you would be so kind as to write us a five-star review... Um, write a lot of nonsense in there as well. It just helps us with our chart position. Um, helps us get to as many fight fans as we possibly can. So if you could do that for us, that would be absolutely wonderful. Call it a Christmas present to us. Yeah, that's what it is. Call it a little bit of a Christmas present. Um, on our social media, by the way, thank you very much for all your comments on our At Home with Tony Bellew series, which is up and online right now. It's there for you to have a bit of a nosy app at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Go and get yourself involved. Uh, season's greetings to you. This is last one before Christmas, this, technically, because we've got a special coming out on Friday, haven't we? We have, yeah. A little bit of a review of the year Friday and also our prospect of 2018. Nice. Honestly, a lot of people... I'm, I'm not being funny. I know you you you're, you won this year. I'll give you that. I'll give you that Say that again. Hang on. Wait a minute. Just let me just sit back in my chair. Say that again. Okay. You're one up. No, no, no. You say, won Adam, you won, you this, won year. this year. Yeah, yeah. Just say it like you that. You do realise no, that. No, 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 no. Say in, it. In, say in, it. In pushing say it like this. Say it. Say it. I've actually turned. Say it. I'm turning on Jack Castle because of the way you're pushing Don't this. Don't worry about it. Listen. Say it. Go on. You won last year. That'll do me. That'll do me. <laughs> you ain't winning 2018. You don't Listen. I've got mm. a belter. An yeah. absolute belter ready for Friday. You wait and see. Listen, you could. I don't care who you've picked. Mm. But my boy's the boy. My boy criteria. Well, this is it, right? There's people that have been texting and tweeting us, um, asking about the criteria because they want to get involved as well, and that's cool. Well, this is yeah, this is your show as much as it is ours, of course. Um, the only thing is, there's a lot of people saying, "Well, surely you can't see past Josh Kelly." Well, obviously. that's obvious. Yeah, yeah, that's obvious, right? Yeah, I know. Don't Josh tell Ke- me people are picking Daniel Dubois. Things. Well, that each their own. Maybe because we've not been specific with the criteria. Okay. Because last week on the show, you clown. You said uh, someone that's maybe had ten fights. Um, and then uh, no titles or anything like that. Well, yeah. Josh has had five fights, no titles. Yeah. But it's obvious that Josh Kelly is going to be sensational. Well, then he doesn't fit the criteria. You've got to be in double figures, and you've got to be outside of title class right now. And I can't... Yeah, but the thing is, I kind of like them not being well-known. That was the yeah, beauty yeah. of last year. 100%, I agree. So we've got to come up with a name where people go, oh, I don't know too much about that guy. Yes. If me and you went, Josh Kelly, if me and you went Daniel Dubois, everybody would go, well, I know who they are. Yeah, sound. I want people to, off the back of what we say, maybe do a bit of a Google search and have a bit of a nosy at these people. 100%. All right? Yeah. So that's our criteria. Agreed? 100% I agree. I've got a belter. All right, sound. (laughs) Uh, That's going to be on our review of 2017. We did it last year. We had an awards thing as well, which we're going to put up on our social media, and we want you to get involved. It's a little bit of a laugh. We cross over. We we bring uh, boxing and UFC together for one big final show of the year. It'll be available for you on Friday, the 22nd of December. Early hours of the morning, it'll all be there. It'll all be singing, all be dancing. There'll be a bit of review of the year commentary and all that type of stuff, and then me and him will go toe-to-toe. We are... 
prospect of the year of 2018. In fact, if anybody wants to send us their prospect and it fits no, in with uh, the criteria, no, no. Wait, no, no, we'll make a list. We'll make after, a list. Yeah, oh, no, after Friday. That's it. Yeah, after, after Friday. Friday. Don't be nicking people's no, no, ideas. No, I've, I've got mine this sorted. Is, no, this is what he's doing, right? He's he's basically wanting you to do all, all his work for him. <laughs> Hedges so, bets. Yeah, that's it. If somebody comes up with a cracker, he's going to go. Oh, fucking have that. Cheers, David <laughs> Barnsley. <laughs> I think if people can. Message us before Friday, or even after Friday, yeah, yeah. doesn't matter. Okay. If you message us, what I'll do is I'll put a word doc together. Yeah. So it'll be your choice, yeah, the weight class, cool. and the person's that'll name. That'll be cool, yeah. And what we'll do is we'll publish it on our show. website. Yeah, yeah. So it's there forever, recorded right. on okay. our website. And next year we can look back and go, tell you what, Nick won this year, obviously. But what about such and such? But what about fucking Jamie Newcastle? Yeah, you're loving it. Who said such and such, yeah, like and that it. guy's world champion now. So, And we'll get, we'll get Jim on. Yes. Next year's show. Yes, and he can do. Yeah, he perfect. can be the prospect. That's a great idea. There yeah. you go. That's the best actual honor production meeting that we've had <laughs> <laughs> on this show. Well done, you. <laughs> Normally we should save this for off the show, but that was a good one. I like that. That was good. <laughs> um, whilst we're um, obviously talking about uh, things of that ilk and it being seasonal, and there'll be a lot of food knocking about, I think it's only fair that me and you get out the humble pie right now, shall we? Shall, yeah. we, shall, shall we get it right out right now? Because we're not only going to do it on the boxing show, we've kind of got to do it on the UFC show as well with a couple of predictions that we made over there as well with Robbie Lawler being far too big for Rafael dos Anjos. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what we said on last week's show, probably I've got to eat more of this, so maybe you just have a slice. I'll eat at least three quarters of this pie. Yep. I said that Billy Joe Saunders would find it very, very difficult at David Lemieux in his back garden. The guy punches like a mule, and I reckon David Lemieux is going to stop him. What a dickhead I am. You said that he'll have to Cut get him up. off the floor. Yeah, but he'll, he'll lose on points. He'll lose on points because he'll struggle to get a points decision over in Canada. You're a minor dickhead. I'm a full-on one because at the end of the day, Billy Joe Saunders saves the best British abroad performance of the year yep. for the last performance of the year. Absolutely outrageous. Where the fuck have you been for two years, mate? Know, Where exactly. have you been? I thought he was magnificent. From the very first bell, he was outstanding. Punch perfect performance, would you say? Unreal. It was just he uh, had showboating in there. He schooled him, yeah. and as well as that, he put it on him at points. Yeah. He thought, right, I can put my foot down here, and he did it. Yeah, superb, mate. The confidence he took in there was outstanding. And as you say, you know, this is a guy. He looked like the guy who beat Eubank Junior. He looked more like the guy who beat Andy Lee. The guy who struggled against Willie Munro Junior. All the excuses, all that stuff is gone now. You know, you've got to. All credit in the world to Billy Joe. He's turned his career around again. He's proved himself to be, you know, for me, definitely the best, you know, the fourth best middleweight on the planet. Is he eight third? I would now? love to see he's him third. fight Daniel he, Jacobs. He's a I would love Jacobs to. now for me. Mate, that was amazing. It was an outstanding performance. The if br- he'd have stopped Lamo, mm-hmm. I would I'd be struggling to argue. That would have just put the cherry on the cake. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But that actual, you know, we were t- we talked about this last week about Stephen Smith and getting that injury and now going viral yeah. with that injury actually made Stephen Smith a bigger star than yeah. if he does nicked the points win. Yeah, he yeah. got more, he, he captured more headlines Kudos, worldwide yeah, yeah. just because of that ear injury. Mm. And in some ways, his career's lifted up. Now, Billy Joe beating Lamo at the weekend, outstanding performance, yeah. Does it go viral without him slipping that right hand and then looking into the bleachers? No. It doesn't. That was the moment that performance went viral worldwide yeah. and that was the moment he rubber stamped it and people went fuck me and to do that in a world title fight in the guy's backyard and he's a puncher yeah. to slip a right hand where? and then look up into the bleachers where is like, it that lad? was class no it was absolutely sensational his post fight interviews was brilliant as well where he was getting booed and stuff like that he goes you're only booing because I've just schooled your champion what's the matter we all right yeah absolutely brilliant 
David Limo, by the way, right? You absolute queen. What was that post-fight interview all about? Oh, I couldn't use my left hand like I wanted to from the second round. He was running. Mate, listen. You need to get them lemons out your mouth, Sunshine, yeah. because that is just bitter, bitter bastard. It was right? embarrassing. What a- Come on, Sunshine. You got absolutely mugged off. We didn't think you'd get mugged off. No. Nope. Obviously, you didn't think you'd get mugged off. Quite a lot of the boxing public didn't think you'd get mugged off to that extent. Yep. We thought that you would land at some point and cause him some bother. Fucking hell, son. You were just wafting fresh air all night, weren't you? Just couldn't get anywhere near him. He was, uh, you know, again, it just felt like a, the perfect performance and... You know, I didn't see it coming. But to be fair to Billy Joe in the build-up and, the, you know, the whole camp around He was him, pumped up, wasn't he? They knew it was coming. Yeah. It was like, the, when you look back now, his confidence, he delivered on exactly what he was going to say. I thought a lot of it was just bravado because that's often the way Billy Joe is. But I'll tell you what he did. He was in shape. That was the difference. He was in shape. And, and then in shape, Billy Joe Saunders yeah. is allowed to go in with that much confidence. He wasn't in shape against William Monroe Jr., so he's he hasn't been co- in shape for two years, man. Well, exactly. He hasn't got that same swag about him. He hasn't got that same movement. He hasn't got, you know what? I've got in the tank here to dance through 12 rounds, yeah. which is exactly what he did against Lamo. Lamo was saying, oh, he was doing his roadrunner impression. Yeah, while he was punching you in the fucking face, mate. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He could do his roadrunner because he was taking the piss out of you. Yeah, yeah. He was skating away. He was landing a couple of shots and then skating away. Magnificent. What, exactly what you do to a puncher. Well, what I will say about him as well is that this this proves it to me now with Billy Joe Saunders what he needs. He needs proper challenges. He needs an error of doubt. Just yeah. in his head. Just a, just an error of doubt in his head where he thinks to himself, hang on, if this guy does land, he could knock me out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fear gets him focused. And that is what we've seen, especially at the weekend. We saw it, obviously, as he's building up before he comes world champion. He's been absolutely exquisite. The thing where Eubank Jr. and Andy Lee... For two years as world champion, he's well, he was um, uh, inactive for a long period of that. He's fought lads that are probably, in his head, far substandard to him. Yeah. This has been a real challenge. One, going abroad. Two, fighting a puncher. That gets you focused. That fear gets you focused. He's put that on there. Now, for me, I don't want to see him step down in level anymore. I don't no. want to see it. No. For me, he... I pray to God that they can make the winner of Canelo Triple G. We've seen pretty that... confidence. I've seen Mac, 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 Matthew Macklin, um, you know, who's still got who's still got a position over at MTK. They obviously his management team. He tweeted out saying, "Sol Alvarez, Cinco de Mayo, we're going for it. Like it, it, it's going to happen." So he's seen pretty confidence. Whether they're doing that to try and upset the apple card with the Golovkin thing, I think most of the planet still wants to see Canelo Golovkin mm. too. Mm. But if I was Team Canelo. Do I want to go straight back into a Golovkin fight? Or if I can get a world title wrapped around my waist and push Golovkin back another six months, i.e. he's another six months older, yeah. then that would be my preferred choice. So I think in a performance like that by Billy Joe, again, with that one thing where he looks up into the bleachers and it goes viral, suddenly everybody in Mexico now is like, wow, have you seen this British guy who defended against Lamo in Canada and he's taking the piss here? suddenly there's a narrative now to build the fight with Canelo that one thing that one little thing taking the piss may well get him the Canelo fight I think he's all wrong for Canelo you know I think it's an amazing opportunity Mate, for him, I think, Canelo I think Billy Joe then there's massive fights out there massive fights I think he's got I think we've seen before Canelo does struggle with footwork movement lateral movement yeah Billy Joe at the weekend, he was like he was on fucking Strictly Come Dancing, mate. He was he skating did. all around the gaff, wasn't he? Yeah. I think he's all wrong for Canelo. I think he could do a job on him, you know. Oh, do you know what? I wouldn't that's be surprised. Go- that's going to come back and bite me in the it, ass, it, that, Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all our Mexican listeners have just switched off there in absolute disgust. Right, they can't understand this Blackburn accent anyway. There's, there's, you know, there's four fights out there for them now. That's, there's nobody else they should be looking at. 
there's Alvarez, Golovkin, Jacobs, potentially Charlo. They're the only names I'd even be looking at. They're the only, they're the top five in the world for me right now. Can you see Billy stepping up to maybe get a bit of a go at Eubank Jr. once again? Because obviously that's a big name there. I 100% see it. I think Eubank Jr. is on his own journey right now to the World Boxing Super Series final. Mm. Um, and I think should he come through that, there's obviously other opportunities for him at Superman. I think down the line, 100%, that, that, could, be, that could be the ultimate super fight. But both of them have got to climb on top of their divisions first because they're both set on a course now. Mm. As you say, he's a phone call away from either Alvarez or Golovkin. And if they fight each other, I wouldn't be surprised if Billy Joe fought Jacobs then. You know, so in, in the ultimate final eliminator. Well, how does he go against all them three? Let's, let's, let's vote it, right? I think he's all wrong for Canelo. Yeah. I think he could outpoint Canelo. Yeah. I think he beats Jacobs. I think he's number three, in my opinion, now, right. Billy Joe. After that performance, it's hard to argue. Uh, to be honest, I'm a big fan of Daniel Jacobs. Yes, yeah, I think Daniel Jacobs is a bit of a sleeping giant in his division. I also think Charlo is un- pretty much unproven at this weight class just yet, but we know him and their kid can punch like mules but as well. You, you, if you're only punching fresh air though, mate, you're not knocking him out, are you? I get it. I know what you mean. But Lamo's lost before. Uh, there's always that factor with the Charlos that Lamo hasn't got and that's they don't know how to lose. Mm. They find a way to win. Mm. You know, and you could argue the same for Billy Joe, of course, but Billy Joe and Charlo, both 26-0, and 0, there's a real narrative there. I like that fight for both those guys if Golovkin and Alvarez is happening. But as I say, if you follow Matt Macklin on social media... Macklin seems pretty confident that they can get a fight. Right, with, uh... I'm going to make a massive prediction now. Right, okay. all the three, all the top three. Yeah, Triple G, Canelo, and don't Jacobs. forget Triple G Jacobs too. That's a that's a fight we need to oh, see. Yeah, as yeah, well, yeah. Absolutely. That was close. Right, right, right. So Triple G, Canelo, Jacobs. I think Billy Joe's better than Jacobs, so I think he beats him. You're going to say Billy Joe's the best of the lot now. Aren't I you? think Billy Joe can beat Canelo on points. I think he can outdance him. Where? Anywhere doesn't matter. Even if it's a, even if it don't shake your head. Even if it's in Vegas, if it's in Texas, I don't give a shit. Mexico, getting, back garden, you're getting, right? You're getting carried away. Don't now. care. Don't you're, care. You're right? Carried away now. Have you been drinking mulled wine? Listen. What? I, all right then. In our opinion, mm-hmm. he will have beaten him. He might not get a decision. All right. Yeah. The okay. world will go. What the fuck is that? Canelo's yeah. judging. Right. That's what will happen. Like another Golovkin job. That's what will happen. Okay. But in our opinion, we'll sit here and go. He absolutely took him to school. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what we'll do. Triple G, that's the toughest of the lot for me because both of them have got exquisite footwork. But Triple G's 37 years of age, mate. Mm-hmm. At some point, it's going to catch him, innit? Time's yeah. going to catch him. And if they time that fight right, yeah. I think Billy could beat him. If they time the fight right. <sighs> Billy Joe's the best middleweight in the world. There you go. I've said it. I've said it. There you go. I've said it. Is that your prediction for two? From last week when I said that he was going to get knocked out after Canadian, now he's the best in the world. That's how that's how radical I am on this show. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I think after that performance on Saturday, after the way he's, he's, he's transitioned himself to that Winko Bank gym, you know, he, he's completely committed himself there. Again, all the credit in the world to Billy Joe for, for what I can see, in my opinion, turning his career around. He looked like a he looked like a flatline and champion, kind of like James DeGale. He's completely transformed himself. He produced a performance James DeGale could only have dreamt of last week. I think right now he's got to get either Alvarez, Golovkin, Arapush, Jacobs or Charlo next. There's no point fighting anybody else. And then if he wins the next fight, 
then we are literally talking about him being the best middleweight on the planet. And you know what? If his best, if good mate Tyson Fury can conquer the heavyweight division, there's absolutely no reason why Billy Joe can't conquer the middleweight division. You're right, but there's some amazing, massive, lucrative fights out there for him. Let's just hope he gets them. Mm. Uh, well done, him. Uh, Gary Corcoran's fallen out with me, by the way. As he, yeah, yeah, not, uh, su- not surprised. Um, I had him on my radio show at the weekend. Um, and obviously, this is all in the uh, in the post of him getting beat by Jeff Owen last Wednesday. Yeah, uh, down under. All right, and I start I started the chat by saying, "You must have been delighted getting the shot because I didn't think that you deserved it." <laughs> <laughs> you are joking. That's how you started the conversation. Kind of, with the yeah, I said, "Listen, how how are you, Gary? You enjoyed the trip? All good? Nice day out for you? You know what I mean? You put up a little bit of a you put up a bit of a fight. You know what I mean? You were quite competitive in that fight, especially." when I didn't think that you uh, warranted the opportunity. So fair play to you, mate. And then he just gave me one-word answers for the rest of that. Uh, yeah. But I, I stand by it. I don't think he deserved it. Fucking hell, come no. on. Let's be straight. We're not going to start pandering to people just because they're on our show. We'll tell you how it is. Yeah, completely. And uh, to be fair, he put up a good He put a up good a good fight. Listen, he put up a good show. For 11 rounds, you know... I, I didn't have him winning. No, more than a round or two, if I'm if I'm mm. honest. But, I, al- uh, I also kicked him in the balls by saying that I didn't think Jeff Owen were that good either. Well, he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, he's the. Uh, I said he's shit, and you're even shitter. Yeah. Is basically what I was saying to him. So I apologise, Gary. Happy Christmas to you, sunshine. You know what I mean. But now we can crack on because let's be straight. Terence Crawford is Jeff Owen's mandatory, and he's going to get whooped in a round. He is, yeah, exactly. Do you know what? You can't knock Gary Corcoran for taking the opportunity. No, Someone put him a world title no, fight in Australia. All. You know, of course he's going to take it. Yeah. You know, he loses to Liam Williams. He gets a couple of wins under his belt and then he gets offered a chance to fight for That's a world title. Absolutely, down mate. Categorically, he's got to go for it. Um, but this sport's be- all about levels, you know, and, and he was a level below Jeff Horn. Who's a level like below Horn being a real world champion. He's a level below a lot of the people in that welterweight division. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if I was someone like Cal Brook, I'd be kind of gutted because that would have been the perfect yeah. perfect opponent, you know. But uh, in terms of Jeff Horn, you know, the sort of Terence Crawford's been, ma- been made now, hasn't it, for spring? In Vegas. Yeah, um, it's not happening down under. Uh, Bob no. Aaron's getting him to America, yeah. Yeah. So Jeff ain't going to be world champion for too much longer. Enjoy your son. Totally Enjoy your Christmas. Exactly, yeah. But you Train know hard. Get Terence a good Crawford's payday. one of the best on the planet, so there ain't no harm in that either. Again, it's all about levels, as Lomachenko proved the other week. And um, there's levels to this game, man. On, um, I want you to start thinking as well when we do our show, which will be released on Friday, our review of 2017, as well as us coming up with our prospect of the year. Uh, last year, we did a thing for um, fights that we would like to see in 2018. Uh, we're probably going to put on there Amir Khan and Kelbrook again. Uh, we did that last year. We're still waiting. Yeah. Uh, but there were certain fights that we did mention. We mentioned Triple G and Canelo, didn't we? Yeah. We got that one. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of others. in. Uh, we wanted AJ to have a big test. We were lucky enough to get the uh, Klitschko test. Uh, so we uh, we uh, the reason why I bring that up is because you just mentioned Terence Crawford's name. And obviously, he's in a shark tank now in the 147-pound division. Yeah. He mops up Jeff Horn. There's a fight that I am desperate to see in that division. So that's going to be on Friday's show. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast via our website, fightdisciples.com. Did you catch Povedkin, our mate, on Friday night? I sure did. The fucking drug cheater. Can't knock people out now that he's not on PEDs. No, I know, exactly. And to be honest, I just spent the whole fight looking at Christian Hammer thinking, what if Pricey had just fucking turned up fit and smashed Christian Hammer? He'd have had a good goal, Povedkin. You know, I know people criticise us for being pricey biased but you know what we are pricey biased fuck it he's our mate mm. such is life and uh, I just watched it the whole thing going fuck fuck's sake 
fuck's sake. He didn't even put it. He didn't put it in the show, did Christian Hammer? He didn't have a go. No, he didn't. Got a will. He got basically a world title eliminator shot, mm-hmm. and didn't have a go. Didn't just turned up. Just you know. Turned up to be in the other corner with Pavekka. I can't watch Pavekka, me. No, neither can I. Because he's a dirty cheat. And yeah. I just think to myself, oh, fuck off. He's not the only one. WBA number one now, mate. Obviously, it's not been mandated yet because uh, they've recently done all that type of stuff with Luis Ortiz. But he's the number one now in the WBA, which is in line for Anthony Joshua. Yeah. <sighs> Anthony Joshua should just fuck all of them, all the belts off as well. Just just say, if, if, he, if, he, if you think he's your mandatory, crack on. Give, here's the belt. Fuck off. Yeah. I'll do what I want because nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to see Pavekin fight Anthony Joshua except fucking Team Pavekin because mm. they want a payday. I just want to see Anthony Joshua fight who I believe are the best heavyweights out there. I would love to see Tyson Fury prove himself, get fit, have a fight, and then I want to see him fight Anthony Joshua. Mm. He's the he's the he's the I, champion anyway. I wouldn't mind seeing Anthony Joshua knock him out though. Pavekin. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd That'd like be to great. See that. Just get in there, mow him down. We've already got someone in the division that smashes up the ch- drug cheats. So from him, <laughs> give him Wilder, Wilder instead. Give him Wilder. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. That's Wilder's job. Uh, did you catch much of uh, York call last Wednesday? By the way, I did. Katie Taylor. She was brilliant, wasn't she? That's it's a good fight, was, mate. Do you know something? The last two Katie Taylor fights, I was very lucky to be in Cardiff uh, to watch a winner world title. Fifty odd thousand people in there at that particular point watching watching a women's world title fight it was absolutely sensational for the sport. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a tough, proper test against Sanchez, and I thought she was brilliant on the night, rightfully deserved becoming uh, world champion. This weekend against McCaskill, sorry, last Wednesday against McCaskill, I didn't know too much about uh, the girl. But when it started, I thought, fucking hell, she's a bit game. It, it was a proper little ding-dong, weren't it? Yeah, it was a right fight. I would actually say that that was a, a tougher test than the world title fight when yep. she became world champion. I thought that was her toughest test to date. It was, yeah. And uh, I was like you. Well, we even said it on last week's show. Don't, do we know anything about this? Jessica McCaskill, six-fight novice. Mm. And we were like, ah, you know, it is what it is. She's being fed to Katie yeah, Taylor. Yeah, it's a coming out defense. fight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But tell you what, mate, the, kid, the girl was fucking tough as old boots, wasn't she? Mm. And to push her for a good 10 rounds like that. But you know what? This is endearing me to Katie Taylor more. Like, I'm enjoying women's boxing more because yeah, yeah. I'm actually seeing scraps. Do you know what I mean? I'm seeing decent fights. Katie Taylor now has been in two good fights back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, if she was blowing girls away in a round or two, I don't know whether I'd appreciate her as much. No. I certainly wouldn't be like, oh, shit, Katie Taylor's fighting this weekend. I'm looking forward to that. Mm. But now, obviously, I've got two questions in my mind. Is she as good as what we're led to believe? Mm. Is women's boxing at a better place than what I imagined it was when we yeah, first yeah, 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 went yeah. on this journey? Yeah. Um, you know, but the great thing is it, I'm, I'm coming out of every fight with questions. I'm not just going, oh, Katie Taylor's going to blow someone away this weekend. I still feel like that with Nicola Adams. I feel like yeah. I haven't got to watch Nicola Adams because I know she's going to blow someone away. Yeah. But Katie Taylor now, I'm like, okay, I don't even know who this girl is, but you know what? I'm going to watch this because this, this women's weight class... This lightweight division's pretty good. It's fucking solid. Plus, we're invested with Tash. She won again on Friday night. She, she had sure a little did. bit of a knock. So, Second uh, round stoppage, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. She's, not, she's stopping kids as well, man. So That's Four wins in 2017 an... and four stoppages. Not bad for a not bad for a, a mummy, you know, that gave up the sport two years ago. Do you know ago? something? You made a good point there. You've just mentioned the word mum there. Katie Taylor, no disrespect to Katie. I'm loving what you're doing. Yeah. But all you've got to do is train, kid. And Nicola Adams. That's all they've got to do. Exactly. She's doing the school runs. Fucking right. To and from All school. in the world for Tasha. And then cracking on, getting a career on and stopping kids. There's a narrative there, mate. I'd love to see yeah. uh, Katie Taylor and uh, Tasha at some point. Probably when Tash picks up her own world title. Just that, for a unification, won't it? A I think the way Tash is looking at the moment and with the, you know, as you say, Katie Taylor defended a world title the weekend against the girl that was 5-1. and one. Tasha's now 4-0. and oh. 
mm. two or three more wins. But even Eddie told us, you know, a, a couple of months ago, he's looking at a world title fight for Tasha Jonathan Liverpool in the summer. Um, so by then she'll probably be about six and herself. Um, uh, you know, it, it's an incredible story to think that you know she's doing the school run, and then going training. And then she does a lot of work with schools around the northwest yeah. as well. She was at Sports Personality, was at Sports of, the Personality yeah, yeah. of the Year over at the weekend. Yeah, seen it. Doesn't look like a boxer, does she? She does. No, she looks like, <laughs> like a fucking model. catwalk model. Yeah, yeah, she does. But that, you know what that means? She's a fucking good boxer. Yeah, yeah, that's it. She'll get whacked. Doesn't <laughs> mean bashed up. <laughs> seen her with a picture with Michael Johnson. Yeah, yeah, very good. Looking super glamorous, but uh, what an amazing story that is you know mm. and, and you're right what a, f- a good way to pick up on it Nicola Adams Katie Taylor yeah they're both great as well both young young exciting fighters but they haven't got to do the school run they're not up in the middle of the night because the baby's got a cold or whatever they haven't got that distraction they're mm. just training full-time athletes Tash does all that as well mm. Mm. on top so fair play with yeah Connor Ben let's finish this section on Connor Ben yes man that's a proper fight, isn't it? Connor, so, uh, listen, do you know something? A lot of people might slag you off and say, oh, he's not all that and all this. I don't give a shit. No. If you entertain me like that, I'm paying money to come and watch you, mate. That was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. I'm a bit worried about Connor Ben. Why? Uh, just because, unlike Eubank Jr., who's, who's certainly a lot more schooled, Connor's come into pro boxing with no amateur experience. No, none at all. He's 10-fight novice as a pro now. But I feel like Matchroom are giving him an awful lot of airtime on Sky Sports because of the Nigel Benn reference. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit dangerous because, one, he is not Nigel Benn. Mm. He's not even close to Nigel Benn. He's Conor Benn, you know, and this is a kid with no amateur background. He's a raw professional novice, yet he's getting a lot of attention on Sky Sports. Do you think he he's should getting, go small hole? I think he just they just need to pull him back a little bit just because there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders to perform now there's a lot of don't get me wrong it was a fucking amazing fight you know and he he had to get that knockdown in the last round to pull it back to win on points it was it was amazing 57-54 is bullshit yeah 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 of course I mean to be fair our boy Tony was on the on the commentary and he was saying the exact same thing that was going round in my head that third round Mm -hmm. I had Connor winning it up until the last 30 seconds of that round and then his opponent put it on him didn't he and you think to yourself well which where does that go do you flip a coin there because he's dominated for two and a half minutes and then he got battered for the last 30 seconds what how do you how do you score it and i thought it all came down to that because i had it if 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 you score it towards his opponent yeah. it, it's a draw if you score it towards connor he wins by a point that's yeah. how, that's how tight that fight was in my opinion but yeah. f- i don't know where they've got 57-54 from because no, that's that was just utter nonsense. Fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, listen i thought the knockdown in the last one before him. I, I gave it to him because of that On or, a point. and only because of that right, okay. by a single point yeah, yeah. but um I, I just think it's we're just it's very dangerous with him at the moment just because of that narrative because of who he is and who his dad is and everything else i'm just concerned sky are giving him an awful lot of air time and they're pushing this story. No, they're not pushing this story. They're ramming this story down our throats. And I just think we're building them up a little bit too quickly. Um, and he, you know, he fought a guy at the weekend that's five, four, and three professionally. Yeah. So we need to pull back on Conor Ben a little bit. You know, I, I want to bring him back down, not necessarily in level of opponents, but I just think in in the amount of pressure we're putting on him in TV, he should be opening these cards. And then, if he does well, and a fight goes early, they go, oh, it, Conor Ben was on earlier. Here's a little highlight. Yeah, that's a good point. That kind of thing. Don't point. fucking ring walk him with all the music and the lights and all that. And, oh, 
showing clips of his dad and shit like that. It's yeah. not fair on him. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. such a young kid. and Especially when you've got the likes of Joe Cordina, who's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Exactly. And they're treating Joe Cordina, as as you've just said. Exactly. Oh, Joe Cordina was on earlier. Of course. They should flip that 100%. Yeah, yeah. Joe Cordina can handle it. He's been in the GB squad for years. He's a fucking massive talent. Yeah. And I guarantee Joe Cordina, I'll tell you right now, has got realistic world title ambitions. Connor Ben hasn't. Mm. He just hasn't. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to win a world title. So I don't know. I don't understand why we're putting him on this journey. It's impossible for him. Yeah. He's not good enough. He's incredibly exciting, and he's on a fantastic journey. And I can't wait to go on it with him. Just on the, but he ain't going to win a world title. Just on Joe Cordina. He made my shortlist for prospect of the year, the Joe. But I thought people might know too much about him. Yeah, if you'd have picked Joe Cordina, <laughs> I'd have fucking flipped seriously. Come on. <laughs> He's only had a few fights, you know what I mean? The Welsh wizard that is. Yeah, What's the matter exactly. with you, eh? Exactly. All right, I'll cross that off then. Can't yeah. have that. Too much, <laughs> too much of a novice. Uh, there was a good fight on there as well. That Ted Cheeseman, Tony Dixon. I had one eye on that purely because of... Uh, I was led to believe it was going to be a final eliminator for the British title. Mm, mm. Cheeseman uh, with a guy who we've had on the show, JJ Metcalf, Shane Neary's son. They're now kind of lined up at Super Super Welter mm. for the British title fight. Uh, I think Liam Williams has been stripped of it now. So um, he had a good workout against that Tony Dixon, a good matchup, but he looked outstanding, Cheeseman. So that's what I'm looking forward to for the new year now. But of course, Josh Mate. Kelly was out again, money, and Josh Kelly's fucking. There's a few names on here Kelly, O'Coley, Cordina, this. Golden vein of talent that we I'd have turned pro in 2016. Not even mentioned Boatsy there, have you? Well, th- th- he wasn't on the bill, was he? No, no, no. But I'm just saying, well, you know, he's, he's a part, part of that, of that, that golden crew. vein of talent, yeah, coming through. And all three looked outstanding again at the weekend. So they've all got massive potential for next year. But you're not picking for yeah, any of them. Not having any of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not having any of them. Not, none of them are a 10 and 0 yet. So can't have any of them. Hey, can I uh, just uh, point out another person that was on the radio is at the weekend was Josh Kelly. Yeah. We're now. Uh... Oh, mate, how funny was Josh Kelly? He was quite listening to the show. Did even, you? Though, even though I wasn't on it. Did you? I listened ah, to it. Da, 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 I listened to it. <laughs> the, um, yeah, he was funny, wasn't he? He was telling uh, about that viral picture with his uh, bird and the handbag and the tree. It was absolutely hilarious. We're now Twitter mates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're mates now. We'll have to get Josh on this show. Mate. Proper show. Not like your radio show. This is a proper show. Did you not see that people who listen to both, that listen to Fight Disciples and listen to that th- other thing that I do? So many people messaged me off the back of it going, you need to get him on the proper show. <laughs> and another, I don't know who this was actually, I apologise if I've, if I've missed your name. Someone tweeted me this week going, I do like your fight night show on the radio, but I much prefer Fight Disciples because we get the real sweary Adam. <laughs> that one's for me mum. Yeah, fight, <laughs> fight night, nights are for me mum. The radios are for me mum, right? <laughs> this is for everybody else, this particular show. This is for the lads in the pub. Yeah, but me and uh, Josh now, we're tight, mate. We've been, we've been DMing. Fuck, you're not having Josh as your prospect of the year, Listen, Friday. It, it goes down you're in fucking the, not having him. It goes down in the DM. That's it. Anyway, basically, the reason why I'm bringing that up is, is that we'll do a special with him next year. 100%. We'll go to his gym. Let's go to the gym, yeah, yeah. Crack. Him, Ryan Big Burnett time, and Adam yeah. Booth will have a bit of a do with See, I've got family from Sunderland as well, so I can, I've got that You c- can tell the lingo. I've got that connection You can tell the yeah. language, can you? Yeah, right, exactly. Right, sound, yeah, yeah. But he's my prospect of 20 years. Is he fucking, <laughs> is he fucking not having him? Um, do you know at the end of 2018, when all these guys are almost telling out, it's going to be like a fucking shit show next it? year? It's going to be a nightmare, yeah. Um, on last week's show, we uh, we started and alluded to Tyson Fury's hearing with UKAD. Yeah. Fucking hell, that didn't last long, did it? Bish, bash, bosh. Let's be straight. It's a compromise, right? Tyson wants to get back in the ring. Yeah. He knows, in his own opinion, he's an innocent man. 
and he believes that he could have taken them to Chinatown. However, that would have dragged out probably for another 12 months because UKAD, with all due respect, you fucked up massively. Mm. This could have been sorted within a matter of months, but it's dragged on for the best part of two years, all right? Absolutely. So basically, nobody wants to lose face. Tyson wants to get back in the ring. Let's have a little bit of an handshake here. I'll tell you what. You do this, you do that. We'll say that you've been banned for two years, even though you've been out the ring for two years. Everybody shakes hands, moves on. That's what's happened, all right? So all these people texting me saying, why are you going big on Tyson Fury? He's a drug cheat. He's not a drug cheat. He's not been convicted of being a drug cheat. He's basically compromised with UKAD in order to move on. That's what's happened. Yeah. I get what people are saying, because he didn't clear his name. But what what we're trying to say is... If he'd have tried to clear his name, it would have cost him yet another year. And money. Of his career and money and everything else. So UKAD, we talked about this four months ago where we explained the situation that they were in. They physically, or sorry, financially couldn't afford for this to go to a court case. So they had to find a compromise with Tyson. And luckily enough for them, because of the Anthony Joshua narrative and the fact that Tyson's, you know, father time's ticking on him, it felt like the perfect position. But for me... You know, and we've attacked fucking other people, Adam, so we've got a layer here. Tyson Fury now has got an asterisk next to his name because he failed a test, a test. Subsequent test he passed, but at one stage in his career, he failed a test. That will never, that will always be there now. I feel like that will always haunt him. I would love him to have cleared his name, really. I wanted him to clear his name, mm. and I believe he probably would have done. But for now, there's always going to be people that go, yeah, but, you know, don't he failed a, t- a drug test, didn't he? No, he didn't fail it. Well, he did well, it, fail Well, he it. wasn't charged off it. Basically, it raised concerns, right? Because he had elevated levels. That's it. And the explanation was the diet. He was he, he ate an uncastrated boar, is the is the uh, official term, right? Which then raised his testosterone levels. Same with Huey as well. Um, so that is the situation. That's the explanation that we've been given. But you are right. I suppose you are right. If you, are, if you know you're 100% you know, innocent. We attack... Yeah, heavy make drug cheats on this show fucking yeah, yeah. every other week. So we can't just because he's one of because because he's British. One we of can't, us. We can't go paper over the cracks. It is what it is. Him, him, and Fio, uh, Huey, Huey had elevated levels. Um, they never one hundred percent cleared their names. So we've got to kind of shine a light on it and go, yeah, we acknowledge it, but we know the full story about UKAD completely fucking this up and the financial situation that they were in that they financially could not afford to lose to Tyson Fury. And Tyson, financially and physically, couldn't afford for his career to be delayed any longer. So they've just shook hands and moved on. Let's just move on from it. But I get where people are coming. There's an asterisk. asterisk, All right, okay, there's an asterisk there then. What do you make of Tyson um, uh, um, with his new trainer? Now, what I'm understanding with this... Tyson Fury's new trainer is Ben Davison, right? He's the guy that you're seeing him on social media, we holding the pads for him and doing all that type of stuff. Now, he's been on various media platforms saying, yeah, this is my new trainer. Um, I'm, I'm not really out working with my Uncle Peter at some point in the future. I think that's absolutely ludicrous if there is a split there. I personally don't think there's a split there. What is happening is this. Peter can't do anything with him at this moment in time. Can't train him. He's not a fitness expert. He's a boxing expert. He's mm-hmm. a boxing man. He's the technician. Yep. What I personally think is happening at this moment in time is that this Ben guy, who is not a boxing expert, he's a fitness expert. Yep. He's the guy assigned to get him down in weight, to shed that seven, eight stone, whatever he's carrying. That's the situation at this moment in time. I fully anticipate that when Tyson's ripped once again and ready to rock and roll and back to his fighting weight, 
I fully anticipate the man that will be in the corner doing the training and uh, 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 and coming up with the game plan to be his uncle Peter. Absolutely. Uh, I thought because you know it was a few weeks ago. Don't forget he was training with Ricky Hatton. And everyone was like, oh, wait a minute, is Ricky Hatton going to be Tyson's coach now? No, this isn't how it works. Right now, the last thing Tyson Fury needs to do... The Fury's as tight as a duck's ass, man. Exactly, exactly. Listen, if he was going to go anywhere, if he if he had broken with Uncle Peter and was going to go everywhere, after the performance at the weekend, he'd probably end up with Dominic Ingle. Yeah. Because Billy Joe would be like, oh, fucking hell, look at me, I've just produced the best performance in my career here. So if he was going to go anywhere, I'd expect him to go there. But right now, absolutely, you're 100% right. Uncle Peter will be in the corner when he fights Anthony Joshua. You fucking better believe it. Right here, right now, he's six stone overweight. He doesn't need Uncle Peter technically telling him what to do. He needs a fucker with a stopwatch. <laughs> doesn't he? Do see do these jumps and, and a giant. fucking protein shake. <laughs> going, hey, get at it. Box jump, that's all he needs right now. And, yeah, he does. You know, right now, this guy's in the best position to do it. So, plus Uncle Peter then doesn't get Uncle Peter like he's my Uncle Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Fury's Peter. Yeah. Peter Fury. Let's yeah, yeah. call him, shall we? His, yeah, yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Refers to him by his actual name. He's not getting bombarded with media going, "How's Tyson doing? Can we do a Tyson?" He's like, nothing to do with me, mate. Once he loses weight, we'll exactly. get back in the gym. Exactly. When that Tyson Fury comes back, we'll get back. So, mm. just on the Tyson Fury note, by the way. Go on. I know I've put a bit of chunk on for ah, Christmas. I knew this was going to happen. This is amazing. I was going to finish the show on this, but you've gone early. Go on then, spunk Listen, it. I know I've put a bit of weight on. It's Christmas, You're enjoying fuck's it. sake. Lad's enjoying himself. I've, uh, I haven't been to the gym for mm. a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Heavy bags, obviously. You know what? The heavy bag, I usually, it's, it's probably shaped like an heavy bag again now because mm-hmm. it, it had a fucking big dent yeah, in it, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you. Uh, it's probably loving, it, loving life, but... Uh, yeah, I've put a bit of chunk on. It's Christmas, you know. My t-shirts are a bit tighter than they were a couple of months ago. Yeah. But Paul Smith comparisons for yeah. the last year, yeah. I can one hundred percent handle. He's a better looking man than me, so I took them all day. But there's a real narrative around me now about this Tyson Fury thing. Is you, is you Everyone is saying there's yeah. Tyson Fury there. Look, yeah, there's yeah, Tyson. Yeah. Every time I put a picture on Instagram, social media, oh, there's Tyson Fury there. Yeah. And then, did you see the weekend? I yeah. got it again. Yeah, you did. It's Tyson Fury. The best thing about uh, Nick's social media, obviously, because he's been a journalist for such a long, long period of time. He's become friends with a lot of people that he's covered. So, therefore, there's a few on his social media. Instagram, he's brilliant on his Instagram because I can just abuse him, right? But on his Instagram, there's a few fighters from the world of mixed martial arts and the world of boxing that are on there that, uh, you know, you become pals with down the years. The best one was Jimmy Manoa, right? Jimmy Manoa, star of the UFC. Um, Absolutely loved this guy to bits. Nick's posted a little picture of you going to watch Star Wars, weren't you? You're going yeah. to go and watch your Star Wars because he's a big Star Wars fan. So he's going to go and watch Star Wars Friday morning. He's put a little selfie Peaky on. Blinders hat on. That's the, prob- the hot dog. That's what the problem is, right? If you just show your face with your hair, yeah. you look nothing like Tyson. But you put your Peaky Blinders hat on. Tyson's <laughs> got one of them. You've got your beard on and you've got your big cheesy grin. Your cheesy... Your three chins. That's what well, you're giving it the cheesy grin to the camera, right? And absolutely, Jimmy Manuel, he's not even... Was it about five minutes Mate, posted He's one. not posted it once. He's abused you. He's absolutely rinsed you. He must have put about 20 comments going, Tyson Fury with the finger pointing upwards. <laughs> Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury, brilliant. Absolutely smashed it to bits. Which then, because Jimmy's hard as nails, gives me license to jump on the back of it and go, ha, 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 Tyson Fury. <laughs> I've seen it as well. I'd sat down in the pictures. I'm sitting there at half 10 in the morning. Mm. I've got nachos. I've got a fucking big hot dog and everything. Mm. And I seen, I thought, bastard, who's that calling me tight? And it just went Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury. And I was like, you. bastards. And then a PB, who the fuck's PB? It's the poster boy. Clicks on it, poster boy. 
<laughs> I just messaged back. I was like, yeah, oh, that's great. Thanks, Jimmy. That's so Cheers, funny. Jim. Yeah. Oh, you're such a card. <laughs> I was fucking fuming. I didn't even finish that. I did. I mm. was going to say I didn't finish the nachos, but I did. Listen, it could be I worse, did. mate. It could be worse, right? Every t- do you know when we did the At Home with Tony Bellew? Yeah. So we do the At Home with Tony Bellew, and people have posted on the picture that we put up there to say, hey, go and watch the videos. People have gone, At Home with Tony Bellew? I didn't know that he lived with Tyson Fury and Sergei Kovalev. <laughs> <laughs> Although, what a fucking brilliant TV show that would be. Wouldn't it? Those three living at in the home house with together. Tony Bellew. With Tyson Fury and Sergei Kovalev. <laughs> Fuck me. That's real TV right there. We're making that show next year. <laughs> We're going to make it. So there you go. There's our doppelgangers that yeah. uh, people that watch, watch and listen to our show. New year, new you. Abusers. Is that's that what me. we're doing? That's yeah. me, January. Need to lose a Tyson Fury. Yeah, man. I need, I need to get back to the Paul Smith heckle days. <laughs> Speaking of geezers that need to lose weight, a lad that's uh, been on our show on uh, many occasions, he's got himself a world title shot, your mate, Annie Frankie. Have you seen Frankie? Ga- <laughs> and I use the word world title shot yeah. very, very loosely. Uh, Ma- uh, Frankie Gavin. Uh, Bethwell Ushana, February 23rd for the IBO. That's the one, baby. Welterweight title. <sighs> I get annoyed with the IBO. I'm going to yeah. be honest. When people refer to it as a world title, there's too many belts in this game as there is. Let's not start blooming chucking a fifth one around there, yeah? There's four recognised sanctioning bodies, in my opinion. And let's be honest, the WBA have about 65 belts in each bloody weight category. We need to start whittling them down rather than getting all excited about there being another world title trinket on there. Anyway, good luck to Frankie. We like him. We just want him to take his career seriously because he's supremely talented and hopefully he can uh, get himself back on there. Uh, another kid that is supremely talented. He just needs to live the life, Frankie. You yeah, know. he does. If he lives the life, Stop he's got eating the Stop eating burgers whilst you're in training camp. Stop doing it. Take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, another guy that's supremely talented. I'm a little bit disappointed in this particular fight. It's very competitive. I wanted to see the second fight that has uh, been touted for 2018. But Mikey Garcia, Sergei Lipinitz, 10th of February. That is confirmed. Uh, and the reason why it has been confirmed and that uh, Mikey doesn't have to relinquish his WBC title is because he's had put in the contract that he will be fighting Linares next off the back of that. Yeah. Uh, so we might see that. Major. But Linares has got a fight lined up as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. the two of them have got fights lined up. So. so, I mean, this has been going on for the best part of 18 months now, isn't it, with the WBC? But we are being told that uh, Mikey Garcia and Lipinets is 10th of February and then Linares will probably be the middle of next year. That's some fight, isn't it? Well, yeah, of course. That's that's the fight we all want to see. And um, the really exciting thing is that get Lomachenko ringside for that thing as well. And, you know, we've, something a bit special is about to happen. So it's, uh, yes, we would have liked it next. But you know what? The best things come to those that wait. And back end of 2018, that's a super fight right there. Got a bit excited regarding that when um, there was talk of maybe him being stripped or having to vacate his WBC title uh, because he's fighting at the weight above against Sergey Lipinitz. Uh, but it, it would have been, um, if that would have happened, do you know who is next in line for uh, for that shot? Or the available contenders, I think, is the right way of turning it. Not next in line, but available contenders, ones that don't have a fight at this moment in time. Yeah. It would have been Luke Campbell against his mate that beat him, Mendy. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's a cracking fight. They're the next two in the list that are available without a fight made at this moment in time. But the WBC have said that Mikey Garcia won't be stripped, so therefore it's not there at this moment in time. But we can dream. Yeah. That might be on my preview of uh, 2018 at the end of the week, my predictions for Luke Campbell. Anyway, make sure you uh, subscribe to us, fightdisciples.com. It'll be there for you uh, because that 
is our big season finale. Friday 22nd is when it will be available for you. Um, commiserations, by the way, to uh, AJ on the uh, Sports Personality of the Year. He was an he was an absolute front runner with the bookies, and he ended up fourth by twenty votes or something. Do you know what the so Sports Personality Pinker? of the Year? When I was a kid, I used to fucking love it. You know, yes, it was like yeah. one of the highlights of the sporting year. And over the last couple of years, I've just realised that it's an absolute bag of shite. Yeah, it is a bag of that shit. BBC Sports Personality thing. I've got absolutely no interest in it whatsoever. Do you know how it works? Do you know how it works? It's just fucking nonsense. No, they come, they come up with a short list, don't they? Right? Yeah. So it's, well, a long list and then a short list. Well, they come up with 12 and then you have your, and then it's a viewer's public vote. Public vote or it's whatever. A public vote, right? So you've got to think in your head, when, you, when those nominations come out, every year I go, what the fuck is these list of nominations, right? Yep. As if this person's in over this person and all this type of stuff. Categorically. They are picked by a panel of BBC people and, sp- and sports people that work within the BBC and therefore the, the jurisdiction is to pick people that have achieved on the BBC. Of course. So therefore, but BBC don't have any live sport on TV. They don't have any. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've lost the FA Cup. Do they have Wimbledon? Is that the oh, they got Wimbledon, yeah. Bit of athletics on and BBC then, Two. And that's why you get these people nominated. Yeah. That's why you get these... Short course swimming championships they often have. That's right. All yeah. right. You get a talk and, oh, well, Anthony Joshua was on BBC Five Live. We commentated on that fight. We can stick him in. Oh, yeah. Harry Kane, yeah, we showed him on Match of the Day once. What the fuck is that all about? You know what I mean? Yeah. Plenty. Wank. Pl- absolutely plenty better um, um, sports people to, uh, to be nominated and uh, just the way that that panned out last night. I mean, that geezer that rides a bike, never even fucking heard of him. What was his the name? guy John who finished third or whatever? Jo- second, John from Ray. Johnny Peacock, sound, right? But that's another thing. Johnny Peacock, He's brilliant, but he's got the Strictly Come Dancing vote. He was yeah, on Strictly exactly. Come Dancing. That's all it 100%. is. 100%. To be honest, I thought Adam Peaty might have got a look in just because he's fucking smashing world records left, right and centre. Yeah, the yeah. kid's half man, half fish. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I've lost I lost all fucking respect for that BBC Sports personality a couple of years ago. And there's no way it's ever going to come back. When they overlook Tyson Fury and all that stuff, I'm like, I felt like that last night. I was like, you know what? Great that Anthony Joshua's going to win it, but... Kind of takes the piss out the fact that you didn't even have Tyson Fury there when he beat Klitschko first one in ten years. Yeah. So it was just a pile of wank. But then when Anthony, when Joshua didn't even win it, the only the, the good thing about it was Mo Farah won it. And I'm not knocking Mo Farah. The guy's been an incredible saving for this country. But you know, one he's not in the country, and two the fucking VT broke down, so they couldn't even interview him about winning. It. And I was like, great. But to be honest, I fucking hate that birdie hosts it anyway. Which one? She does me sweet in here. Get her off the Which telly. Which one? Does me head in. Gabby? Name? No, Gav- no, Gabby's all day. Gabby's great. Claire Balding? Claire Balding. She's the best fucking presenter out there, mate. I fucking hate Balding. Why? Me and Balding have got history. Uh, yeah. It's probably not best if we put it on this show. Really? But I've got I've got no respect for Claire Balding. Why have yeah. you fallen out with Fuck you? her off. <laughs> Selbach H extra. Get rid of her. <laughs> not interested. <laughs> fucking bad girls. Yeah. <laughs> Not interested. No, she slagged off. I remember one time she did a piece about, because um, she weaseled away and then she threw the old horses. And then um, she wrote a piece about Liverpool and saying that the the Grand National is wasted on Merseyside and all this kind of bollocks. Basically saying it should, the Grand National should be down in London. Fuck you. Get back to cell block H in the hot press, bitch. Anybody that's, no respect for anybody that slags Liverpool off, you're all over it, aren't you? Listen, we can slag ourselves off. Yeah. But nobody else can slag us off. Yeah. That's what it is. Right, if you right. live in the principality, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, listen, if you are a boxing fan, we've now got a bit of boxed uh, downtime, shall I say, now between 
uh, the middle of January. There's not that much going on in the world. So me and Nick are having a couple of weeks off. Your next download for this type of episode uh, will be January the 9th, Tuesday, January the 9th. Because there's no way that we're coming in on New Year's Day to record a show for January the 2nd. No. All right. Uh, so January the 9th will be your first download back of the new year. Whatever you decide to do over the festive period, have an absolute cracker. Remember, our special show uh, review in 2017 will be available for you this Friday, the 22nd uh, of December. And also, if you're uh, stuck for a present for anybody, like Nick was a couple of weeks ago, he's actually sporting his Luke stuff right now. Get yourself on our uh, uh, clothing partners website, luke1977.com. And the code for a 15% discount at checkout is FDLR15. Are the kids ready for Christmas, by the way? Yeah, all ready to go. The uh, the Christmas present's still in the garden in a pile of fucking, pile of wood, but yeah. uh, they'll have to wait until the new year for me to build that now. I haven't got time. <laughs> but what it's done is it's allowed the wife to go, oh, well, if you're not going to build the new play centre for the garden in time, we're going to have to buy more toys. So actually, it's, they've won twice. They've won, they? they won double, yeah. I got a shout yesterday. I was um, I was downstairs looking after the little one, my one-year-old, the four-year-old lads upstairs, right? Because we've only got internet TV on the TV in my bedroom. Okay. So his Netflix shows right. are on there. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, when I want to watch such and such a thing, I said, all right, come on, I'll stick you in my bedroom. So I stuck him in the bed. So he loves it because he's like king of the day. He's in mum and daddy's bed. He's watching the telly, right? So he's watching TV in there. Gets a shout after about five minutes. Dad! What the fuck's he doing now? Dad! He knows how to change the channel. Just change the channel! Dad! I said, what? He goes, who's are these toys under your bed? <laughs> fuck! <laughs> You've never seen me run so fast in my entire life. He's balls deep said, in his Christmas presents. Get the fuck out of it, you fucking... <laughs> I said, sit on the bed! Watch the telly! Oh, yeah, man. Honestly, mate. But Casey went to town on you. Luckily, he's only found her stuff, right? And she said, why have you put him under the bed, you dick? Yeah, exactly. Well, well saying that, got... he's in the loft, isn't he? His bedroom's yeah, in the yeah, loft, yeah, so you yeah. haven't got the storage space. Well, I've, I said to her, look, all the top of the cupboards, you've already fucking cluttered them. We have all her stuff and all this stuff. It's all taken. All the gaps are taken, mate. Where am I going to put this stuff now? She said, well, you know, we could do an extension. And I said, fuck. <laughs> So why Christmas presents in? <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> so there you go. I'm sure there's other parents up and down the land now suffering this type of stuff as we count down towards the big man emptying the sack all over uh, all over your living room yeah. floor. Listen, whatever you decide to do, have an absolute cracker. Our UFC show is up for you now to enjoy as well. We will catch you for the review of the year, the final one of 2017. On Friday. Get your prospects ready. Not Josh Kelly. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.